talk to me, girl. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Matt and Ty Go to the Movies. With special guest, Tim Davis. This is the podcast where all three of us went and saw a movie at our now-new local Regal Cinema Theater. And now we're going to talk about it in the parking garage, right after the movie, giving our good reactions. We're going to talk about such things as, should you see this movie? Should you not see this movie? Should you hold off? Should you wait for streaming? Do you have to see it in theaters? Do you need to pay attention? Or can you slack off your mind a little bit? We'll try to cover all that more or less somewhere in there. I am Todd Doma. And I'm Matt Malloy. And yes, welcome to another episode of our podcast. We saw a movie tonight. This movie is called Talk to Me. And it is not an American movie. It is, seems to be based in Australia, which leads us to asking Tim, is there anyone in this movie that we recognize who, who qualifies as a celebrity? I would say there is only one, and she plays the mother of one of the characters in this movie. Her name is Miranda Otto. And I wouldn't say she's known by her name, but her most famous role is in the Lord of the Rings movies, where she is the heroine who um, takes out the general on the battlefield saying I am no man so that is about it everybody else is an Australian Australian based and don't have many credits there any well there you have it <laughs> so anyone famous I would say no uh, but that's but not what this movie is about that is not what this movie is about what is this movie about well this movie is about a group of young people who are having parties with a plaster hand. What, you say? That makes no sense? <laughs> well... <laughs> well, that, that was big. Um, there is this plaster hand that um, in this movie, when you hold on to it and you say the title of the movie, Talk to Me... Um, you start to see ghosts or spirit. You see a ghost or a spirit, and then you can let them uh, in, and they will uh, possess you. Um, and so that doesn't seem that desirable. Like, why would you want that? Um, but there are some rules involved as these things go. That if you, you know, you don't go more than ninety seconds. Uh, and you uh, blow out a candle and, and are separated from the hand, uh, you'll be okay. Um, and you won't be uh, possessed by uh, a spirit forever. Um, so that leads us to the main characters of this movie who are called uh, Mia. Mia mm -hmm. is the main character, I'll say that. Yeah. Mia's mom uh, killed herself, and um, she spends a lot of time with this other family who uh, has a, a daughter that is her age. They're probably 17, 18 years old-ish, that range. Uh, the daughter's name is Jade, and then there, there's a little brother involved whose name is uh, Riley. I'd say those are sort of the main components. There's also a boyfriend of Jade's called Daniel. Yep. Um, and uh, so we're introduced first to this idea of these possession parties. We see some, some things happen. And then uh, Jade and uh, Mia have heard about these things and decide they want to go and check it out. 
and so we get to see our first experience kind of firsthand with them. They go to one of these parties, uh, different people try uh, the hand and are uh, separated after less than 90 seconds, except for Mia, kind of something weird happens and she goes a little bit over that time. Um, but we think nothing of it because nothing seems wrong. And then the rest of the movie <laughs> is about um, them trying to uh, use the, they, well, sorry. After this party, they have another event where they use the hand again. And Riley really wants to use the hand. Um, and his sister Jade says, no, you can't do it. And then she leaves the room for some reason and they decide to let uh, Riley do it and he ends up summoning uh, Mia's mother the spirit of Mia's mother and so uh, Mia is very interested in talking to, to that the spirit of her mother and Riley is uh, talking back as the mother and so uh, they actually go overtime and then he goes into like this uh, horrific kind of, uh, he has a bad time after that, we'll say that. And then uh, he has to go to the hospital and the rest of the movie is uh, kind of Mia's journey into trying to understand what happened to Riley, trying to understand what's happened to her. She starts to see spirits without using the hand and trying to figure out what happened to her mom. Um, and she travels a different road uh, in trying to help Riley. Uh, she is being told things by spirits that she should do. And the um, that's kind of what the movie is about. It kind of wraps up with a big finale, which I won't ruin for you. Um, but there's a lot to unpack with this. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think as far as the plot goes, uh, you've got people partying with a hand and uh, bad things happen from there involving yes. evil spirits or maybe not evil spirits, but someone's imagination. We don't know. There's we some spirits. Know. There's some imagination. It's open to interpretation. Yes. So all that being said, Todd, what is your gut reaction to this movie? Talk to me. Talk to me. Tell me. Uh, gut reaction is that I thought this was like a pretty innovative horror thriller type movie. Um, I liked the story and I liked um, kind of like because it doesn't it doesn't rely too much on like jump scares. No, it it kind of relies on like just freakiness. Unsettling. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, and I thought, uh, I, I really liked the, like, halfway point to the ending of this movie. I thought it was very interesting and, and, and good. My biggest problem with this movie is, um, that, that it's a, the cast is, is no-name people, and at times I really felt like that hurt this movie, that... Um, it's needed, I mean, with such an innovative movie and, and a movie carried by kind of emotions, 
Um, I, I felt like most people came up short in this movie as I was watching it. Like, I don't think it was, like, horrible, but I also was like, I would be much more into this movie if it was much better acted. Um, so, that was kind of, like, my big not happy with the movie. But otherwise, I thought... Uh, I, I thought it was a pretty solid kind of thriller, horror, whatever you're going to call it. Um, it was enough to freak you out. It was enough to maybe get you a little scared. It was enough to make you jump a little bit, but you, then you're just left thinking. And I think those are good, good horror movies that you're just left pondering. What did I just watch? What did I miss? Was there clues to what's going on or all that kind of stuff? And I like that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I've said this plenty of times on the podcast. I'm not the biggest fan of horror movies, but I felt this was, like, such an interesting concept, and I thought it was um, it was good. It's almost like there was a, a movie in the late 90s, I think, with Kevin Bacon in it called Stir of Echoes, oh, I think. Stir of Echoes, yeah. And it that. really reminded me of that movie. It's that's, a very that's a similar good, good callback. movie, but yeah. this one had just a different take on that story. Um so yeah, I mean, I would say if you like suspenseful, thriller, horror-esque movies, this is a, a fine outing, I think, um, and it worth your time. Do you need to see it in theaters? Uh, you know, like, that's that one's up to you. If you feel like paying 15 bucks to see a movie, then, you know, this is a movie that you can watch in the theaters, but I don't think you miss anything if you wait for streaming. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, I support theaters, and I want people to see movies, and I like certainly independent movies that are, like, up against big blockbusters, and I think this one is, uh, you know, getting the rounds, and it's people a, are starting to talk yeah, about it. So, Yeah, if you want to support, you know, movies like this, so that not every movie is a $300 million blockbuster, then, yeah, make the effort to go see it in theaters. If that cause does not strike you at all, and you don't give a crap, then you could probably wait to stream this. And that's me, I think, in a nutshell. Uh, Tim, what did you think about this little ditty? I kind of coming from it the same approach you are, where it's, it was different. It was a more of a psychological horror movie, not quite, not like you said, a traditional one with jump scares or, you know, a villain in this in this particular way that you expect in a in a horror movie. It was it was about trauma, and. It was about, like, not just spirits, but, like, how trauma can affect people in multiple ways. And then you add a supernatural element, and it might just push them over the edge. It was very unsettling. And I think that's what they were going for. And um, where you're left thinking, ooh, this is, this is kind of dark. And this is, you know, I can see a bad path coming here. And... Because it's treated, treated kind of frivolously at first, and I think that's the idea so to kind of sell you in, and then you then you get wrapped up in these in these characters and their what they've gone through and what this is doing to them, and it's like ooh, you kind of left afterwards, like you said, just going wow, that was that was a trip, and that was uh, it's gonna sit with you for a little while, and uh, you know horror movies, I think you know there are horror movies that can be fun in that in that way, and there are horror movies that can just kind of sit with you and I think this one's trying to sit with you in a creepy way where you're just kind of left going ooh that was a little creeped out and uh you know not like not like a you're gonna go to sleep like you know thinking of a ghost or anything it's just this kind of a hmm that one's well that had some stuff in it that makes me think 
And, uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, the, the actors just did what they did. I thought the lead, Mia, she she was good at playing someone who has been through a lot, and you could, she couldn't tell what was starting to... Un, unable to really start to tell between reality and what she was seeing and what she wasn't. And, and I thought the movie also kind of put you in her shoes where you weren't sure what you were seeing was real or not. And, uh, and it was a lot of different editing and sound choices that I think helped with the atmosphere and with the... The, to just make everything seem off and I think that was that, that part of it was well done so I'm with you like I'm not the biggest horror guy either but this felt different and unusual and I give it high points for that Matt, good stuff Matt as the horror aficionado where do you stand well I thought that uh, this movie is uh, an interesting sort of uh Horror subgenre. I mean, you have mm -hmm. you have different types of uh, horror movies. This doesn't fit in the kind of gory slasher. Doesn't fit in the like torture porn of no. like weird traps that people have to escape, right. like Saw or a movie like that. Um, this is. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said psychological. psychological yeah. Um, this is. Uh, there are. There is some gore in this movie. Uh, there. And there, but there are more than gore. There are unsettling scenes. Yes, that's. Um, and some of them are not even really gory. They're just really, you're just like I'm mm. uncomfortable watching yes. what I'm watching. Intense. Um, intense. Um, and 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 disturbing in in some instances. <laughs> This is disturbing something in a different is, uh, way. <laughs> something's going on in the old parking ground here. A lot of honking at each other. Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Well, anyway. But, yes, um, but you're right. Disturbing and unsettling. Those are good words. Yeah. So, my, <laughs> my main, uh, my main uh, components to whether or not I think a movie is good are, was it interesting... And did it make me feel something? And if it can do both of those, it's going to get high marks from me. Um, and it's not often that you get something in the horror genre um, that kind of hits both of those marks. Mm -hmm. And for me, this did do that. You know, I kind of uh, had my feelings at the end of it, and, and, uh, and it was interesting. Uh, it was an interesting concept. It was interestingly executed and um was the acting great no it wasn't great but i thought that the story kind of overpowered that and was was okay in that respect um what i did uh oh shoot what was i gonna say um <laughs> is it a, is it about cars honking <laughs> it's not about cars honking <laughs> Well, anyway, I guess uh, that's lost to the winds of time, but... It uh, might pop up before we finish. It may yeah. pop up. We'll see. Um, I did really... Uh, in Well, oh, I remember what it is. Okay. okay. So, this movie really kept me engaged the whole time. And I know we have the Todd Domer, did I finish my drink metric. Mm. And that doesn't really apply so much for me. But I usually finish my drink. I was so engaged in this movie, I probably had, like, maybe a third of my drink. Um, I thought that this movie really kind of grabs you. It does grab you from the beginning. 
and and holds on. It's a little a little bit slow right at the beginning, but mm. then once it takes off, once we get our plaster hand involvement, um, it gets its hooks into you and kind of holds on till the very end of the movie. Um, and I like that. Uh, I I I like being taken for a ride in that way, and um, really really being attended to as the film watcher. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, the reason I think you should see it in theaters is I think you can get a little more immersion in a dark theater um, with the sound going on yeah, around you was, and the, sound big, was really, the big screen. The sound design was really strong. Um, if you don't really care about that, yeah, for sure, uh, stream it. Um, if you like horror, you should definitely watch this one. It's it's a great uh, exemplar of the uh, genre, and uh, I think it's a well-made movie. So that's what I'll say about that. And there you have it. Yes. And I want to say I really dug the last scene. I thought that was a perfect ending to this movie. Yes, the, they saying. do end mm-hmm. the the they do land the plane. I agree. Yeah, well, the landing. It, it, it's one of those movies movie. where you go, "That's great." At yeah. the end, that's, I will say that. So, there's really only one thing that comes to mind for this: how many plaster hands are you getting in yeah. this movie? Oh, zero mm-hmm. being the worst, because then you have no handshakes and no no uh-huh. no hand friends and no spirits and no, you got nothing. What do you got? Mm. Five being the best, because then you know you got a you got a nice party. You got a lot of plaster hands, a lot of ghosts, a lot of spirits, whatever they are, mm-hmm. and uh, you might have yourself a good time, or it might ruin your life. You know, yeah, whatever. We'll see. Talk to you. You never know. Let's go, Matt. Let's go. I really thought there was a chance that you might be going for Dying Kangaroo as our rating system today. I did but... think about the Dying Kangaroo, mm-hmm. but I was like, mm, it's plaster hands. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and go with um, 3.6 plaster hands Ooh, out of 5. Um, this is a, you know, you know me, I like the horror, mm-hmm. and this is a strong example of a horror film, and I would even say it's a pretty good, you know, psychological ride, even if you're, if you're not <coughs> super into the horror stuff. So, 3.6, I'd say see it. I say see it if you can handle a little gore, uh, even if you're not a horror buff. Nice. Tim? I'm not in the threes. I'm just below. Because um, it's not something I don't think I'd ever want to see again. Um, and I think the really good horror movies you do want to revisit. Um, so I'm at a 2.8. I do think it's a better than average movie and well made and interesting. Uh, but uh, that's where I'm going to stand. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm somewhere in between. I Like I said, I did like this movie. The acting was hard for me at times. Um, there's still a couple of different things that I don't think they truly went into that kind of bother me a little bit. Like, I don't really feel like we got the whole story about Mia's mom. And I'm not sure we were supposed I, to. Yeah, maybe. But I, my other problem is, like, when, when movies go out of their way to establish rules about stuff and... Everyone who's using the plaster hand at this point knows the repercussions of not following the rules. And it was a little hard for me to get behind the fact that they like that it was like having seen what they've already seen, that it was so flippant to be like, yeah, whatever. Past ninety, whatever. Um yeah. so but you know, I think a super strong outing. 
I'm going to land on a 3.2. <clears throat> I do recommend you see it. I support the theater, so go see it in theaters. But if that's not your lifestyle, then just see it in general. As long as movies like this get some yep. credit and pushing, like we'll see more of them. If we don't support them, we won't. So yep. that's, uh, that's me. All right. Well, any uh, last-minute thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Okay, well that's going to wrap up this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, where we reviewed the movie Talk to Me. Uh, we gave it an average rating of 3.2 plaster hands out of 5 plaster hands that may invoke ghosts or spirits that can uh, possess you. Um, so that's a good rating if you like being possessed. And uh, we are in recommendation of you seeing this movie. Um, we all rated it above average, so uh, yeah, take a look. And also, keep listening to our podcast, keep downloading and subscribing to it, and we <coughs> will see you next time. Da-da-da-da! Da-da! Da-da-da! Da-da-da!